Celtics Sports Podcast. I am your host, Chase Carter. It is Monday night, November 4th, and we are here for a fresh sode. What's up, Clay? Let's get it. Yeah, dude. Midway season uh, for football. It's a great time to be alive. Extra hours sleep this weekend. Feeling awesome. That makes one of us have a toddler. <laughs> okay. they, don't, they don't get that, but uh, still great. Uh, a little sad as far as it's dark at like five now. You know, there goes the sun. See you later. Easier to get to work today, though. It's a little lighter earlier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talked about this actually when you're hanging out Sunday night. Nothing worse than when you wake up and it's dark and you go home from work and it's dark. It's depressing. It's a depression. We're heading into the let's, depression season. The let's get out to, of it. Yep. I was going to say the only way to get out of it is uh, talk sports with you, dude. Let's let's go over the sode. We've got Peaks Valleys. We've got Jazz. We've got College Football Roundup. Big weekend for the local teams that matter in this state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Survivor League. And we've got some bangy, bangy picks. Chicken, chicken, bang, bang. We're on the up and up too. Yep. Looks so good. Stacking that lettuce. Let's get to Peaks and Valleys. If it's your first time listening to the show, remember this is a high point and a low point of the week. Peak is our high point. Valley is a low point. We always start low, and then we like to climb the mountain with the high points of the week out of our personal lives. Let's get to the valleys first, Clay. Why don't you start us off? So it's football season, Chase. Obviously, I'm in I'm in the thick of it. I've talked about it on here before. I'm in like 19 fantasy leagues. I'm playing daily fantasy. I'm, you know, betting these games. I've, I'm hitting futures. It's just my mind is it's starting to wear a little bit. I uh, would never tell Jessica that, but it's starting to get to me. And I made a big mistake this weekend in my daily fantasy league that I play. It's a season long league. It's a big money league. Uh, it's a it's total points scored over the whole season. Cool. And there's a big payout at the end. I forgot to late swap my tight end. I started Chris Herndon chase. He was active, but we knew he wasn't going to play donut in my in my tight end slot talking about the position here and so it's it's getting to me it's it's wearing on me we've all done it right we've all forgot about a guy on by or that's hurt i did it in uh in a bad spot to do it so i did it this week i played dd westbrook he was announced out i that 7 30 a.m kick on sunday got me i wasn't ready for it i wake up i go to switch my fantasy lineup i like to tinker Everyone loves the tinker between 10 and 11 a.m. Through the lineup. Can't tinker when he's already played and he was out. So same. Double donuts for me and you. It's bad. And you you know, you know should really set your lineup like Wednesday and then say, I'll always go back Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I just, for some reason, that league forgot about it. Zero from Chris Herndon. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Let me hit you with my valley. Last week, Halloween, right? We've got... Uh, I kind of run the Halloween party for my company at, uh, not my company, but the company I work for, Ubiquity. And the costume contest, I kind of have to MC it and I put together the gifts and mm-hmm. I have to send out the message for everybody to dress up and don't forget, guys. Da, da, da. So, do you have to send out an email that's like, hey, no uh, slutty nurses because it's work? Uh, you know, I actually should do that next year because there's only one chick that works with us. Oh, actually, wow. no, two in the office, two totals. Two chicks in the office. Yeah. Okay. 
that's it. Were they modest? Did they dress up or how'd it go? Yeah, one of them actually won. Okay. But so my, my valley is I, I, I put together this costume contest and I, I felt like since I'm kind of in charge of it, I should probably participate, right? So, Don't lie to yourself. You love to dress up. Come on. No, I do. But it's as, as you get older, man, it just becomes a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, that's really... I mean, I've I've had some banger costumes in the last couple of years, but that was actually like 10 years ago. But just as you get older, it just becomes, it's more about your kids and everything, you know? So Right, right. It's for the children. Yeah, I actually ordered my Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff last year. Didn't get here on time. So I've had, a, I've had one in the chamber all year. Mm. This costume ready to rock, ready to go. I had everything. I had the Austin 316 shirt. I had, I actually ordered like a freaking real life looking mask of him. It costs way more money than I'm willing to admit from a professional mask designer. Awesome. It was the same mask that Damian Lillard wore last year. Great gift. Yes. Yeah. Walking into the, yeah. So I was ready to go, right? Feeling confident, made some jorts, wore my ACL brace that I had. Yes. Had some black boots on. Went to bick my head. That hurt a little bit. So I didn't bick it fully and just went with the no guard, shave, mm-hmm. and then shaved a goatee into my full beard. Right. And uh, no one liked it or got it. Oh. That was that was the valley. Oh, no. The people at work did. I met you for lunch that day and walked in full costume into a Korean barbecue place. And everyone's like, holy cow, look at this joker. We had a business lunch. Yeah. Did not expect you to show up in cut off jeans. And an Austin 316. Right when you walked in, I heard glass shatter, mm-hmm. yep. and it was it was amazing. I you know what? That's the problem with Halloween. If you don't have the right audience, exactly. You're- so let me get to it. Let me get. So I I go through the day. It's whatever. Like we have a fun day. I get home, and like we're gonna take the kids around, and it's really cold. It was like I don't know, 30 degrees outside by the mm-hmm. time we were trick or treating, and. I'm like, I guess I'm going in my costume. We went to like five houses in the neighborhood that people we wanted to see. None of the people knew who I was. They're like, oh, they kind of just gave me the like, oh, okay. Half smile. Like, is he dressed up or not? Like if they have to guess, not good. Yeah. You know, I go to my in So then I'm like, F this. I take it off. The Niners are playing the Cardinals. I put on like some Niner gear and we go to my, my wife's grandma's. Costume change. Yeah. Quick costume change. But I still have the goatee and the like big head almost, you know? Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, your, your facial hair looks nice. That's kind of cool. And it just just stunk. So guess what? Daddy's done dressing up. It's over? Yeah, it's over. I think I've retired. I've retired for this year. I'll think about it next year. You'll be back. Yeah, probably. So. Uh, bummer. What's with these people that have never watched wrestling? Yeah, when you're trying to explain to somebody who Stolen Cold Steve Austin is, do you know how absolutely I never asinine wanna, that is? I never want to be friends with that person yeah. if you have to explain to them who Stone Cold is. Yeah, it was like, well, have you ever heard of Glass Shatter? Have you ever heard of the Rattlesnake, the you Texas know what Rattlesnake? You needed you needed a 12 of Natty Lights. They that was your problem on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, do you want me to hit you with my peak? Yes, please. We've all, we know it's the holidays. Thanksgiving's coming up. Okay. Yes, we've heard of Friendsgiving. It's fun. This last weekend, Saturday night, bros giving. It's getting out of hand, but okay. No chicks. Just a bunch of dudes. We went up to Park City. Got an Airbnb. Beautiful night. (laughs) And uh, we went out. We watched the uh, BYU-Utah State game Mm. up in Park City. We went and out on Main Street. 
we've all been there. Dude, it was it was dead. I guess they call it shoulder season. That's what my friend Glenn kept saying to me. Oh, it's shoulder season. I was like, dude, I don't even, what does that mean? And then he goes, you know, like a shoulder. I go, I know what a shoulder is, but what's the connection to the season? Like, what does it mean? It's in between summer and, and skiing. So it was like dead. So we were walking Main Street, Park I'm City. I'm still waiting for the shoulder connection no, I, I between don't know. your head and your arm. Yeah, maybe. That's no. really odd. 11 o'clock, I'm walking Main Street. There's like no one on it. It was weird. It was kind of eerie. Uh, bros giving. Ended up being a, a good night. Staying up late. And then, you know, we had the London game to wake up for. So it was a little rough, but uh, peak of the week for this guy. Awesome. Let me hit you with my peak. Actually, you're involved in it. So Clay's wife, Jessica, works for Vivint. And Vivint is a pretty cool company. Everybody knows, I'm pretty sure, in the, in the sound of the my sound of my voice that reaches the Utah mountains. Vivint, Vivint Smart Home. Let me say one thing. Not, okay. not vivid, like our Uncle Corey thought she said when he <laughs> met her. He said, Vivid? And she goes, No, Vivint Smart Home Arena. So just clarify. Just to clear, yeah. Vivint, you know, the, the naming rights at, at the house that Larry built. <laughs> right. And they do a pretty cool like year-end party for their employees. And they usually bring in a big old guest. They have the naming rights at the arena. They find a, a road trip the Jazz are on. Last year, they did a John Mayer concert mm-hmm. just for employees. This year, they brought in two comedians, Ryan Hamilton and Jim Gaffigan. And you guys invited us to come. And we had a nice little Friday night, sent the kids off to the in-laws even slept over. We went to dinner at a local little Italian restaurant that was great. Canela's. Canela's, yeah, highly recommend it. Very good. And then just had a nice night. Jim Gaffigan kills, absolutely kills. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Felt felt kind of like oddly intimate. There was only about 10,000 people there. I know that sounds weird, but he's filling 30 to 40,000 seat venues. Easily. Yeah, it was cool. They they had just block, uh, like blacked out the upper bowl. Yeah. It was just lower bowl seats, mm-hmm. yeah. It's cool. It was fun. So it was just like a super fun night to to go out. And it, for me, comedians are always one of those things where it's like, oh, that'd be fun to go to Seinfeld. Or that'd be fun to go to Chappelle. We've actually done that before. It was awesome. But you just never do it. And especially when you have kids and stuff, you stop doing fun stuff. It was good to get you guys out. So it was fun. Real fun night. I Everyone knows this Ryan Hamilton guy. That was my first time like hearing his set. Yeah. And he was pretty funny. He's great. If you haven't heard him, check him out. He's got some great YouTube clips, some great... Uh, like those little five-minute sets on on uh, late-night shows and stuff that they do. Speaking of Vivint Smart Home Arena, let's talk jazz, Clay. They uh, season's full-fledged, right? We're we're going. And last week, uh, let's just we'll give a quick recap of the games they had, and then talk about the games coming up in the next week. A couple games against uh, some good teams and bad teams. What was interesting? We eked out a win against the Suns. Then we beat the Clippers on ESPN. Clippers did not have Kawhi. Uh, did not give a great effort against the Kings on the road, and then the loss to the Clippers, a uh, close one uh, last night, Sunday night. So things to talk about in these games we had, I think the number one thing that we learned in this last week about the Jazz season, the Suns might actually be pretty good. Yeah, they're decent. Uh, they might be bad. They might be playing well right now. These bad teams, they play okay for stretches, but they might be one of those teams by like, january where they are tanking for now they've been competitive uh ricky seems like everyone loves him down there you know and i i miss him a little bit oh yeah i'm not gonna lie he's a hard guy to not like for sure 
Then we have the Clippers without Kawhi on ESPN. We shoot the ball unbelievably well. We just played well as a team. Conley has his coming out party, drops 18 points in the third quarter, finishes with 29 on the, on the night. Um, one easily that's easy to do without Kawhi, we ended up figuring out. Um, and then we actually had just a really, really bad effort Friday night against the Kings. Uh, they ended up getting a tip back by Harrison Barnes with about a second left, and we we lose. But they were kind of in control the whole game. Uh, we might need Conley to have, you know, more than just good games one out of seven, I would say. Uh, it's a little concerning. I know everyone gets on Twitter. They pound their chest. They're whatever. Oh, there's going to be positive regression. I'm buying all the Conley stock you're selling. I get it. I get it. He can't play much worse than he is. I get that he will look a little better, but we need him to look better faster. And the shooting is one thing. Okay. Ice cold, but he can't dribble all of a sudden. He's turning the ball over. He's not really defending his position. I'm still a little worried about him. I know he'll, you know, we'll see some improvement. I'm not writing him off. But the other thing with Ed Davis leaving Chase, we are really small behind Rudy. Once Rudy gets into foul trouble, uh, we struggle to rebound. And that's what actually cost us the game against the Kings. Look, I love Joe. He doesn't want to rebound. No. Bojan, we play him at the four. He doesn't want to hit, like, bang in the paint. So until we have Quinn yell at these guys, hey, you got to rebound for your position, we're going to really struggle to rebound the basketball. Conley's really small. He, he doesn't rebound for his position. Those are the concerns that are sticking out to me so far. Uh, it's fine because our, our star, Donnie, has been unbelievable. Looks like he's taking the next step. He's been so efficient this year. It's really exciting to watch him play, and I think we're going to be okay, but Chase, the rebounding scares me. Yeah, I, I agree. And against the Clippers, I think I think we all expected to lose at the you know on the road to the Clippers, but watching that game and seeing us give up uh, 18 offensive rebounds and they scored 29 second-chance points against us, difficult because usually we are very good at owning the glass, and it's something we struggled with early on now. I'm with you. We're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. We have a great coach. Tony Bradley is going to start getting some minutes. Mm. Actually, in in stretches, he can be good. He's just got to know his role, and that's to rebound, really, uh, play tough defense, and then we obviously can't lean on him for offense. It's got to be like putbacks and dunks. That's it. And I think he's done a decent job. We all, we can't – we can't like – he's not taking us to the promised land, you know. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Bradley – that dog don't bite. He he's not nasty enough. He he needs to. He's massive, but he yeah. doesn't really use his body well. Uh, you're right though. This is his chance now with Ed Davis yeah. going out. So we will see some more Bradley. I just hope he can get the cement out of his shoes at one point during the season. My gosh, those things look like he's. Speaking of dogs, his dogs are barking. Yeah. After every game, because man, he's got some heavy feet. Let's move on. You down? Yes. Let's get right into college football. Big games this weekend locally, Utah and Washington, BYU and Utah State. Let's go with the Utes first. Up to number eight in the AP poll now. Looking really good. I was a little concerned watching the game. I did I did something I don't like doing, Clay. I watched uh, the whole game. And I, I'm not that guy. There's nothing wrong with that. But I, I have a podcast. I have to talk about him. It's, it's market research. So yeah. here I am. And uh, Are you a Ute fan now? Or is it more fun watching them play? Um, 
No, I'm not. But okay, I, good. you know, I can I can separate the emotions and yeah. I can just sit down and, and watch a great football game. And it, great football game it was. Uh, Washington jump out to a big lead early. I was a little concerned about the whole Chris Peterson coming off a bye thing. Mm-hmm. I read a stat he's 19 and 0 coming off a bye. But like we've talked about, this Utah team, they are resilient, and I don't know what Kyle does to them. And I was a little worried about that November game. You know, it was like, oh, here right. we go. Kyle in November, but they rallied, man, and they really put it on them. Ended up being 33-28, but I think the things that stood out for me in this game was the defense didn't back down after giving up two quick touchdowns. They actually hung tough, right, and and really uh, forced Easton to make some bad plays, and then they got the three and outs when they needed to. Yeah, impressive win, and when I watch them chase, the best player on the field – Looks like it's Zach Moss. That guy's going to be playing on Sundays. Absolutely. He runs, you know, he's injury prone a little bit, but it's because he runs so violently. I like watching him play. Uh, at, the Stars are, are lining up for the Utes now. Oregon went on the road. They they looked, USC got out to an early jump in that game as well. And then Oregon ended up pounding them, which really helps Utah's case yep. as far as making the playoff at the end of the year. They're going to have a real shot now. Depends on, you know, there's a lot of football left. Let me say that. Have you ever, have you ever heard that before? Yeah. a lot of football left. But they are really in the driver's seat. Um, it's going to come down to how many, do they get two SEC teams into the playoff? And what happens with the Big 12? I think Ohio State's going to get that spot. Clemson will have a spot. The other two are up for grabs. I agree. Uh, speaking of that, the first college football playoff ranking will actually come out this week. It'll probably come out around the same time this podcast is released. We won't have it for you. We'll analyze it next week. We'll get you our, our thoughts and takes on it. Um, but the Utes, as long as Oregon keeps winning and they keep winning, I truly think have a shot at maybe getting one of those spots. Absolutely a New York Six Bowl. We'd love to see somebody in the Pac-12 get that spot back. Exciting time to be a Ute fan. Let's move over to the best football team in the state, though. BYU travels to Utah State this weekend and what a beautiful football game we watched chase absolutely a wagon wheel was on the line people care people care about a wagon wheel i guess you throw Uh, out the records when these two teams play you throw them out you throw out everything yeah anytime you have these in-state rivalry games maybe it's rivalry for one team maybe it's not for the other feels a little bit more like a rivalry recently between byu and utah state uh there's a little bit more nerves i would say would you agree yeah, we kind of talked about it last week that we have accepted our fate against the Utes. We have not against the Aggies. Uh, it feels good to get a win. And the way we won was really impressive. I don't know what's happened to this BYU team over the last couple of weeks. We speculated that Roderick had taken over play calling on the offensive end. Uh, it's been way more imaginative over the last couple of weeks when we thought. So defenses looked better. I don't know. Kalani his job was kind of on the line, you know, in the media there. This is why he didn't get the extension after the loss to both Toledo and USF, but what a turnaround over the last two weeks. Let's talk about the game itself. Chase Jordan love looked awful. He really struggled. Uh, It's interesting because we, we always get mad at BYU for just rushing three. It actually works about against quarterbacks like this, the dime package. We ran it, most of the game and he was confused he was throwing into zones 
and didn't see BYU defensive backs. It was really, it really kind of worked out well for us this game, but uh, I, I'm just glad we, we won and we covered. Absolutely. Good teams win. Great teams cover. That's right. So yeah, the, the dime package rushing three, it's something that's been really frustrating to us in, in a situation where you have a quarterback that stinks, i.e. Jordan Love, the whole uh, love for Heisman campaigns really fallen on its nose, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, we really, we really uh, were able to allow our linebackers to make plays. Quick stat for you. BYU linebackers lead the nation in interceptions with 10. Total for the team, we have 12, but the linebackers themselves have 10 interceptions this year. Wilger um, has three. Wilger has three of them. Yeah, and he's an unbelievable athlete. He's a, he's a freshman. Uh, Kavika Fanua had another one. He's got a couple of picks. So, just great ball hawks out there, I guess you would say. And it was nice to finally this year, for the first time, put a team away and not worry about it. Quick note on the game: Jaron Hall comes in the first half, absolutely dominant, two hundred yards, over two hundred yards passing in the first half. Gets another concussion. We throw old Reliable on his white horse out there, Baylor Romney. He comes in, goes over 200 yards as well, has a nice touchdown to his brother Gunner, and we just put the game away. It was nice to see. It was still kind of hanging in the balance there at halftime. Right. In that second half, we just stepped on the throat, which we haven't seen this team do yet this year. So it was it was a uh, nice little way to put the cows down, if you will. Yeah, you know, the uh, yes, the slaughterhouse floor – up there and uh, we still can't get out of the game without a, a injury to our quarterback um, but they can keep the freaking mint ice cream we'll take the wagon wheel and uh, BYU now setting up to make a little run this is where the the schedule opens up sitting at four and four the best team will play the rest of the year is San Diego State on the road I don't want to get ahead of myself but can make a little run here and maybe end the season eight and four, which is just crazy to think after that USF loss. So, yeah, and, and at the beginning of the season, if we would have gone eight and four, I think most BOU fans probably would have been on board with that. Looking at the schedule, um, it's always different than you think, right? But I, I think we do have a chance. We actually have next week Liberty at home. Those Liberty Flames, mm-hmm. they're coming in to town. I don't even know where Liberty's at. That's how good. That's how it's great. It's all I am. around us. <laughs> They're <laughs> omnipresent. Um, but we actually opened as a twenty and a half point favorite. It's been bet down to seventeen and a half as last I saw. I think that's probably maybe you can give your opinion on this. I think that's due to twenty and a half is a massive, massive line. Liberty looked really good. I mean, they won. They scored sixty three points last week. I don't know if that helped. And then also the question mark around uh, is is Baylor Romney going to play? We've heard a little birdie tell us that Zach Wilson might be ready to roll this week. Uh, I don't know if they, sh- even if he is, they should just give him one more week uh, of rest to heal up. And I, I would go with Baylor in this game. But uh, maybe the just the question mark around the quarterback is all I can yeah, think of. I can of. see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they actually hung 63 points on other future BYU opponent, UMass. So if BYU keeps trending the way they are, there's going to be a 60-point uh, spread. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Okay, perfect. So they, that's uh, next Saturday. Let's get to the NFL. Let's do it. Survivor League update. Survivor League, not a lot of movement this week. We kind of expected it, but most of the teams came in on the Bills. 
and the Niners. When you're betting on the Niners, there's nothing finer. 8-0 for my boys. Took care of business against the Cardinals on Halloween. A little sketchy there at the end, but they did what they had to do, and a win's a win. Never felt like they were going to lose the game. Uh, they eh, just got a little scary there in the fourth quarter. But... Yeah, it, but it felt like you know they were always up two scores. Yeah, um, they didn't cover, but that's neither here nor there. So Niners get through. We had three teams eliminated this week, Chase. Down from twenty-seven to twenty-four now. One entry tried to sneak in the Jets against the Dolphins. The fade, the Dolphins alert, and the Dolphins get their first win. The other two went with the Packers on the road against the Chargers. So now we are down to 24 teams left, Chase. Looking forward to this week. I just want to go over a couple options, I think, that are going to be there for people. The Saints, if you haven't used them yet, they're going to be big favorites. 13 points at home against the Falcons. Atlanta has been a disaster all year. We've, We've talked about them enough. That's the biggest spread of the week. You also have the, excuse me, the Ravens going on the road as almost double-digit favorites in Cincinnati. I think people will be jamming the Ravens, especially after that performance against the Patriots. Niners, scary game. Seven-point favorites against the Seahawks. That's the Monday nighter. I wouldn't touch that game. It's going to be an interesting week. Um, I don't don't know. There's a lot of toss-up games, and it just kind of depends on who you have left at this point. One more game I think is probably interesting and worth taking a look at is Kansas City at Tennessee. It looks like Mahomes is going to be starting this next week. They should be able to get the win there. Tennessee, like we've talked about all season long, they have a certified donk as a coach in Vrabel, and we all love Andy Reid. The Walrus himself, I don't see them losing that game. Titans are high fade alert for this guy. I don't mind sneaking in the in the Chiefs there if you still have them. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep you updated on the, the Salt City Sports Podcast Survivor League. Uh, but three knockouts this week. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Money's on the line. And speaking of money, let's talk about your bangers, Clay. Tell me how much money I won this week. Nice little nice little bounce back. Uh, we went 2-1-1. and one, So you're up just a cool million if that's your unit size on your, on your betting wagers. We opened with that Texans at Jags game in London, Chase. Not good for us. The Jaguars no-showed. Minshew was out partying with these uh, European birds. He was, what do they call it, snogging? <laughs> or what, he was snogging some fit birds over in London. He, he uh, was hung over for this game. Clearly, he had his worst game of the year. Three straight possessions where he turned the ball over. We were trying to just get it within one score. Couldn't quite get there. They they no-show. We lose, Chase. 0-1 to start the morning. Before I even had breakfast, I was down a bet. Before you had your tea and crumpets, you were down a little bit of money. We sent over the Patriot and Gardner Minshew, and he failed us. But I still believe in Gardner. I do, too. We'll, we'll get him uh, next time. Moving on to the, to the afternoon games, Chase, we went with the Panthers at home against the Titans. Like I just said, we're fading the Titans. They run away with it. Uh, wire to wire cover there, minus three and a half. The game that everyone was worried about, the Sunday night dessert. The New England Patriots traveling to Baltimore. My guy Lamar Jackson is electric. Played out how we thought. The running game was there all night. Baltimore's defense showed up. Ed Reed in the house. 
joining the Ring of Honor. And they get the outright win. We had the plus four. Moved all the way down to plus three chase by kickoff. Money was pouring in on the Ravens, but we get the win there with Baltimore. Two and one on the week. Not bad. I'll take I'll take money anytime I can get it. Let's move to this week. Not my favorite board, I'm not going to lie. But that doesn't stop me. I work harder. Okay? I find value. That's what I'm going for. Dolphins. They get their first win last week. They're feeling really good. They're getting too many points this week. I'll tell you that right now. They travel to Indy. The Colts lost their quarterback. They're down to their third stringer, Brian Hoyer. I know you've watched him play football before as an Yeah, fan. not great, Bob. Mm-hmm. Not great. Um, there's rumors that Brissett's going to try and come back this week. It was only an MRI. It was only an MCL sprain. I don't see them doing that because they still have something to play for. I think they want to try and let him heal up. I think Hoyer gets the nod, and that's bad news bears for, pardon the pun, for the Colts. Dolphins are getting 10.5. It opened it at 11.5. I would get it quick. You're getting the hook on 10. The half point there, double-digit dogs in the NFL. Look, Fitzpatrick is fun to watch. He is third in the league, Chase, in air yards. The distance his passes travel only behind Jameis, who likes to throw bombs, and Matt Stafford. So he takes risks. I like that. I want a quarterback that, you know, when I'm getting that many points, is going to drop back and wing it. Ten and a half with the Dolphins. Let's go. I love it. What's your next pick? Panthers traveling to the Packers. This Packer team is so overrated, it makes me sick. Look, they take public money Every week, everyone you know has a friend that's a Packer fan. They all like to bet money on their team. They get inflated uh, lines. I'm going to grab the Panthers plus four and a half in Lambeau. Look, this Panthers running game is incredible. And they have an incredible running back. The Packers defense, 22nd in the league in rush defensive efficiency. Give me CMC on the road. Kyle Allen, 5-1 and one since he took over for Cam. Not bad. Give me some Kyle Allen. That's too many points. These teams are closer, uh, I think, and I'm going to grab the 4.5 with the Panthers. I love it. I think, uh, like you said, my only comment on this game is I hope you have Christian McCaffrey in your fantasy lineup, and you should probably play him in the Daily Fantasy League because boy's going to run. He's going to be running all day. Chase Carolina's defense, top 10 in the league. I think they can slow down the Packers just enough to keep it close. Agreed. Moving on. Third and final game, Rams traveling to Pittsburgh. Rams are coming off the bye. That's always good when your coach is a genius, Sean McVay. They're laying four in Pittsburgh. Uh, Connor's banged up. He still listed as doubtful. I don't think he's going to play in this game. Rudolph has really struggled throwing the ball downfield. He dinked and dunked all day last week with Jalen Samuels. Uh, I like the Rams being able to pressure him. McVay is smart enough to know that he's going to protect Jared Goff in this game, go into some max protection, you know, to help him stave off the, the pressure from the Steelers because if they can get to him, that's the way they can met you can really take Goff out of his game. 
I like the Rams minus four in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a, a massive coaching disparity. I think McVay is way better than Tomlin. They have the players. I think uh, Rudolph is going to struggle in this game. He's going to have Aaron Donald breathing down his neck the entire night. So I, I agree. I think the Rams here uh, in a great spot with four. I, I, I see him winning by seven to ten. So I think uh, if you like money, bet these bangers. Give us a recap. Recap. Dolphins plus ten and a half in Indy. Colts have five wins by a combined 20 points this year. They don't blow out anyone. Give me all those points. Panthers in Lambeau. Derry Sanders plus four and a half. Rams and their genius head coach, Sean McVay, minus four. Let's go. Bang, bang, bang. If you like money, throw some throw some of your mortgage on this. I'm actually not advocating for that. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? I don't probably not. That's why okay. I'm gonna go ahead and retract that real quick. But Christmas is coming up, Chase. Christmas is coming up. Yeah. You guys have Take families. it easy. Um when the fun stops. If you need that pamphlet, <laughs> go ahead and grab one of those. But uh we're looking good. Two and one this week. We're just making you guys some cheddar. It's as easy as that. And then as well, if you want, if you like money, join our daily fantasy. It's on DraftKings. We're gonna send out the link. It's super fun when you forget to put in D.D. Westbrook or you're stuck with uh, Connor as your number one running back and he's been injured. doesn't matter. Daily Fantasy, you can pick whoever you want. It's a $5 entry and top three get paid. Love it. Yeah, we'll tweet out the league for that, Chase. Um, that was all I had. Perfect. Let's wrap it up. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Salt City Sports Podcast. On Twitter at Salt City Podcast. You can follow Clay. Potato Sack 7. And me, I'm at Chase underscore A underscore Saris. Once again, a shout out to the Pod Mill, our podcast host network. They have been fantastic to work with. The quality, it just drips off the podcast. It drips, Clay. Mm. I have to catch it with my hands and try and hold it because the quality is so high. We've gotten a ton of positive feedback being on this network, and we love them. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, download, unsubscribe, resubscribe, download again. We love you guys. 